from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Bombardi Jones is coming home for us, though, because it's Friday. There he is. Look at him. <laughs> Bo, ESPN. The right time is the podcast. HBO. Game Theory. Season 2 coming up soon, isn't it? January 20th. Friday, January, January 20th. We'll be on right after Real Time with Bill Ma. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you think perhaps the topic of NFL coaches giving chances to random ESPN commentators <laughs> will come up? Or where do you kind of stand on, on the Jeff Saturday situation? I kind of sort of think the Colts are just tanking. Um, but I do kind of can understand why it would rankle coaches both black and white that who are involved in the NFL and, and can't get a look. Yeah, I'm not bothered by it in the sense of race because I just found it to be such a like crazy thing to do that everybody's out here mad. John Fox got to be furious. That man's yeah. been to two Super Bowls. He got to a Super Bowl with Jake Damn low. And now this man got to come out here running behind Jeff Saturday. Um, what I found interesting about that, though, was Ursay seems to be bucking back at kind of what he deems to be the entirety of the football establishment. Like his thing was about these coaches being afraid and about being slaves to analytics and all of this stuff. Like it, this is bigger than Nino Brown for him. And I don't think he's trying to tank. I think that he legitimately believes that a guy like Jeff with a staff that's already established can win some games and can be his coach of the future. Like that's the way he talked about it. I, th- I mean, my initial thought when this happened was that Jeff is such a likable guy that if you're out here tanking and losing, he'll handle the press conferences very well and get you through. But I'm not convinced that Jim Irsay believes that the season is lost. But that part that confuses me, they bench Matt Ryan, and I get Matt Ryan's hold, and I get there's a financial implication to him potentially getting injured, then you owe him more money the next year. But he's been relatively effective, and they were in this... AFC South division race. It's not like they've been eliminated from that. They still haven't. Uh, and I know I'm about to badmouth. Hey, you don't really care about Texas that much anymore, so I can do that. I, there's certain Texas quarterbacks I would not be able to say this about, but Sam Emlinger, is, he's, not a, he's not an NFL quarterback. So no, how, I, how are you turning this thing over to that guy and thinking, well, this is the answer? Yeah, but I think Ursay thinks he might be an NFL quarterback. And I can kind of understand why he would want to give it a go after they've tried all these bridge guys yeah. and it just hasn't worked, right? But he seems to think that Ellinger could be an NFL quarterback. There's never been a time that I've ever believed that Sam Ellinger could be an NFL quarterback. But I think Ursay believes it. Like, when you go into this with the assumption that Ursay believes that Ellinger can do it and Ursay believes that Saturday can do it, then it stops looking like a tank job. It looks like they're going to lose a lot of games to us. But to be fair, as skeptical as I am of Sam Ellinger, you go look through that division. I'm not sure he's the worst quarterback playing right now. Like, Tannehill will be the best when he gets back, but otherwise... We're talking about what Malik Willis, this version of Trevor Lawrence, Ellinger, and Davis Mills. I mean, why yeah. not give it a try? It's definitely not the 83 uh, rookie quarterback class rolling through the AFC South right now. But Monty Jones, ESPN, HBO, the right time is the podcast joining us here on Friday. It's the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Joel Elvis is out. I'm Joe Giglio. Staying in, I know you have, I know you have Jets fever right now, Bo. You're in New York. Both teams playing well. I I was skeptical. You know, they beat Green Bay. Cool. They go up there. Sauce Gardner, I feel like, has been a revelation. And then this win over Buffalo in a game where I know Josh Allen is is banged up. 
But I, I thought the Jets' defense acquitted themselves nicely. Yeah, I mean, he, he's banged up because they banged him up. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like he tripped over his shoelaces and it hurt his elbow, man. They were in there on him. Um, I have lived here now. This will be the sixth football season that I've had. This is the first time since I've been here I believe that either of those quarterbacks have been any good. And I'm a little disappointed that it happened now that I don't, like, go to work every day because I don't get to interact with the populace and see how they are feeling about this. Because at uh, Seaport... Man, it's a bunch of hard luck Jets fans, man. They ain't really been given a whole lot to feel good about. And this team is one to feel good about. Was wild, though. They're a quarterback short. And I don't know if it's ever going to come around with that dude. Like, looking at where he is in year two, it's hard for me to believe that this is somebody that's really going to come around. And that would be the worst for them. Because the problem when you go for the quarterback with the second pick in the draft and it doesn't work, but the rest of the team is decent. You can't just go get another one. Right? Like, you're pushed back in the cycle for quite a while here. You would figure that by the end of this, you would have somebody that was at least capable, and I'm not sure they're going to have it. Speaking of Buffalo and Josh Allen, what would you do if you were the Bills and your franchise quarterback and potential NFL MVP seems to be hanging on by a thread uh, with a ligament there in his right elbow? Yeah, and I would not play him right now. Because one thing you don't want to get into is giving a dude like that one more thing to think about, right? Like, he strikes me as a reactive sort of player at his best. You start giving him a little bit too much to think about, he can overload and do that stuff like throwing the ball right at people. Like, this is the thing that we saw in that last game is that the things that can make you frustrated about Josh Allen still exist. And guys have been dropping interceptions that he's been trying to throw to him all season long. So if he's out there and his arm isn't right, I just I don't think that one game is that important in the sample for them, no matter how decent the rest of the division happens to look. I would not play him this week. Do you think the Bills, as they're constructed, best defense in the NFL, can they win the Super Bowl without Josh Allen? No. No. With Case Keenum? That's what that was the question. Can you yes. win a Super Bowl with Case Keenum? Yeah. If you could, somebody would be out here trying to win a Super Bowl on the Case Keenum discount. No, 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 no. If Josh Allen's out for the year, their season is done. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Listen, I only ask because the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And I don't know if they're – I guess the problem is the Bills would have the wrong path. The easier path right now is in the NFC, in my opinion. So if they were there, but uh, you got Miami, you got the Chiefs, obviously, Mahomes, makes life a little bit more difficult there in the NFC. Well, I would say that if you got a version of Case Keenum that looks like playoff Nick Foles, which we'd never even seen Nick Foles look like that. We have not. Yeah, that could happen. I don't think you're going to get that out of the playoff version of Case Keenum. I, I just can't see it. That's fair. But Monty Jones, ESPN, HBO, Game Theory, coming back in January, Season 2. Excited for that. Uh, I still love the bit where you had him spell Shashevsky on the street. And also, <laughs> the hero from Jersey City, from St. Peter's. Yeah, I need that, to find out what's you up need, with that You need theory. to run it back at a remix with that guy. Yeah. Um, we've gone long enough. On this program, at least, you're in New York. We've gone long enough without talking about Kyrie Irving because he's exhausting. Uh, but is Adam Silver the only person that you have confidence that can diffuse this situation and maybe 
set Irving back on a path where he can return to the Nets and be a productive NBA citizen? Well, it sounds right now like whatever conversations have been had since he went to the office on Tuesday must have been productive because Josiah is sounding like rainbows and Adam is saying the nice things about him and LeBron came out and carried the party line. So maybe they're moving in the direction that they're talking about. I wonder if there's been some measure of compromise made on that list of demands because I looked at that list of demands, which I did think was a bit much. And I ain't see no way in the world that you could do all those things and demonstrate actual contrition or whatever yeah. in the course of five games or whatever the suspension is going to happen to be. So I do think that they can get themselves in a position where maybe they can get them back. And the, the question for the league and for the Nets is, is Kyrie willing to get in front of some cameras and say the thing that he needs to say and then answer some questions without being a jerk about it? If he is willing to go through those things, then I think he'll be fine. Do you believe that he is going to be willing to do those things? Because I believe the jury is still out, and I yeah. believe that will happen when we see it because his pride got this tricky way of popping up. That's how we got into this situation, isn't it? And I, I get the, the link to the movie. It was odious. I, I understand all of that. I think if he comes back in the press conference, or it wasn't even a press conference, it was a post game where he kind of just started riffing. I think, and, and he was ridiculous in, in the lack of understanding of what he was promoting and the lack of accountability for his own social media platforms. I think if he had just said, hey, man, I, I guess I didn't understand the depth of it. And I, there was one part of it that I thought there was a truth to, and I was trying to expand my horizons. Maybe you leave it at that and say, I shouldn't have promote it in such a way same with alex the alex jones information you know to me is even it's crazy how troubling it is to what he's been able to what Kyrie has kind of stumbled into sometimes though we the crime while bad the apology or the cover-up becomes worse and i think that's kind of what happened with Kyrie. Yeah, like, I don't think that believing kooky things is a punishable offense. Sure. Right? And that's the thing. Like, with the Alex Jones one, okay, that's silly, but whatever. I'm not really tripping on that. I agree with you 100%, though. If all he said was what I believe to be the truth, which is, I'm going to be honest, man, I ain't even watched that whole thing. I didn't realize what all was in it. Now that you have told me this, yeah, my bad. I got to be careful yeah. about that stuff. You know, you got to check the links. Listen to you kids. Be sure to check the links before you share them. If if he had done that, I do think he's ultimately okay. All the stuff that the league has done subsequent that feels so over the top is because the way that he kicked it required him to be over the top in his yeah. demonstration of whatever it is they wanted him to say. They weren't, they weren't going to be in a place where he could just put out a statement and that would be that because I think like similar to what happened with Deshaun Watson when he got there with the Browns, he put out a statement and then kind of walked it back once somebody actually had to talk to him about it. And that's the part I think that Kyrie and his acolytes need to really like understand. The issue was at this point is not about whether or not he's anti-Semitic. The issue is about, hey, man, all you had to do was back off and you entrench yourself in such a way that brought everything into question. And now you have to demonstrate in an overtop way that you were not the person that a lot of people believe you are. And you gave them reason to believe it. And that's not really their fault. Bamani Jones, ESPN. HBO Game Theory back in January can always download the podcast the right time. Bo, always great to catch up with you, man. Appreciate you spending some time without uh, Ovius here. I know you you gotta get a you gotta carry me a little bit through these segments, so I appreciate you. Nah, nah, we all good, man. It would be a little different when it was early on, and it would be like the summer, and I'm like, damn, it's Friday. Okay, <laughs> I kind of want to go kick it, but you got me, dog. We all good. All right, Bo, appreciate you, man. Talk to you next all week. All right, no problem.